0: Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation. Today we have a United Air Force veteran running for Congress out in California, a place that we know that needs a facelift, a transplant <laughs> and some real conservative patriotism. Well, Asia Asia is a conservative a constitutional conservative Congresswoman. But um, knowing that she served to protect us in this country, I'm going to say patriot, because the real patriots protected us from the British. And uh, I would like to pronounce and introduce Aja Smith. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. I'm coming down with a little cold, but I took some Dayquil, so I'm doing pretty good. And I ate a cheeseburger, so I'm, I'm 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 there. I'm I'm getting there. <laughs> But, you know, I'm going to say thank you for having me on and everybody having me on. And I'm going to really give you a good perspective, especially once it comes to California and California politics. And thank you, Mike, for reaching out to me. Thank you, everyone. Right now. And and I'll give a little bit background with me. You can go to my website, www.ajasmithforcongress.com. Www.aja, for and I'll give you a brief background with me. I'm a California native. I was born and raised here. And I remember this beautiful golden state where you know we had beautiful beaches. You can go to Hollywood and you could just have a great time. And so, so many years, I I mean, I'm old enough. I remember when Ronald Reagan um, became president. I wasn't around when, you know, when he was a governor, but I remember where we kind of had a balance of power and then we had more conservative and Republicans, but I notice my state declining when opposition, and I say that carefully because I do have Democrat friends who are also sick and tired of what's going on on their side as well. So I, I call it opposition, the far left, the far progressive agenda, the ideology, the Marxism, the socialism, the communism. And I tell a lot of my conservative Republican on the right that, the the reason why we have changed so much is because we don't get involved enough in our local level and i'll get into that i joined the united states air force after 911 and when i saw the the attack in new york and the pentagon god told me it's time for you to go serve your country I come from a big military family. My grandfather served in three wars. He was Army Air Corps, he went into the Air Force. My great uncle was a Tuskegee Airman. My grandmother served in the Korean War. So, and plenty of uncles and aunts and cousins who all served, primarily Air Force, so I decided to join the Air Force. I actually wanted to become a Marine, but I said, no, I'll go join the Air Force. So during that time when I joined the Air Force, and it was during Operation Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom. I even deployed to a country called Qatar as well. So I worked in a coalition base with different branches, even with the British Air Force as well. So that was a great experience. And during that time, of course, it was under President Bush and then President Obama. But I saw a lot of things start changing at the end with politics, especially in my local level, the end of President Bush's term and going into the Obama administration term. And I started noticing where my district in particular, we were a red Republican solid district all the way up to 2012. And that's where I started seeing changing where even my local city started going more blue, then we went solid blue, and then our neighboring cities, Riverside and different areas just started going to blue. So when I got my new representative, Mark Takano, you can look him up. We, you know, I give people chances, no matter what party you're at. And on the federal level, which is more to me because I've worked in federal government for over 15 years, we started having issues going on with congressional complaints and different things. And he was non-responsive. So, after a while started looking at his voting record and I found out he was a career politician where he sat on a school board and he finally won because it was an open seat and so I just looked at it and I said this is where people really fail to do background when people are running for office and granted no I don't have a voting record but I've always been active in my local city where I did two recalls um, fighting for even an animal shelter and even fighting at the school board meetings because we had a school board member who was uh, running a brothel at his house. So we got him off the school board. And of course, he was arrested by the feds. And we even had the feds come down to my city as well. So I've always been active in my local city. So when I started looking at my congressional representative Mark DeConnell's voting record and started to see a bigger pattern where he he ran as a moderate but he turned out to be a far-left progressive and when it came down to issues when it came to the military he just didn't know or understand how we operated at March so I started telling a friend of mine all these issues and he said well why don't you run for Congress Why don't you try to run because you know everything when it comes to the federal side and for the veterans. So I did. Long story short. So I did. I ran in 2018. Of course, I didn't raise a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of name recognition, but I didn't make history. I was the first African-American female Republican from California to win a primary. So didn't win. No heart. I knew I wasn't going to win. And so I did it the second time, but I did it a little bit differently the second time. Because I noticed when people run for these higher positions, they don't build a relationship at the local level. And everybody knew me at the local level. So I started getting uh, endorsement and support from our, um, our sheriff, Chad Bianco, who was great. He supported me and endorsed me. I got the Riverside Sheriff's Association, which is the union. They endorsed me. And also got the California Fraternal Order of Police to endorse me in about, you can go to my website and see all my endorsements, and about a handful of retired police officers as well who endorsed me. And other organizations, especially pro-life. I am very pro-life. Even after the baby is born, I am pro-life. And so I got all these endorsements, started working with the community, started going to different areas. Of course, I did not win. But during this time period, even before I ran for Congress, I also started noticing there were issues with voter issues. And we do have voter integrity issues. And I'll get into more with that with California. And it really starts with the mail-in ballots. And I tell people, we do have voter issues in California. Some people deny it. Some people think it's a hoax or a a fallacy, but it's not. And I'm going to... Uh, put the link in later so you guys can see how it's it's a group called the Election Integrity Project, where they've been documenting for over 10 years the voter issues that we've been having in California. And I think they also monitor Arizona as well. So it is true that there are voter fraud issues, but that's not all the issues that we have. We have a big voter um, complacency as well, especially on the right. And what my strategy was the second time I ran was to not talk to Republicans, was to talk to the independents, the no party preference, and even the moderate Democrats. And people actually from the moderate Democrats, they voted for me. They said, you know, the first time we didn't take you seriously, but the second time we're gonna vote for you because there was a lot of veterans who were um, Democrat who said that yes, what you're saying is true that Mark Tacano is very unresponsive when it comes to veteran issues. And the reason why I say that because he was the chairman of the Veterans Affairs. And when it came down to um the backlog with the VA and different things that people were trying to get him to do, he was nowhere to be found. So he's one of those photo op congressional members, the federal members, but He'll just pass out certificates and say thank you for your service and just go hide in his office in D.C. Nobody's ever seen him around in the community. And when you have veterans running for office, we know the issues. Mark Tucano has never served in the military. He doesn't even know how the military works. He doesn't understand or completely understand anything unless it's his own agenda. And his agenda is to pretty much just do whatever nancy pelosi says and i'll do it and i'll just take a photo op and that's how mark Tucano works but this is how mark Tucano works and also a lot of people who are in higher office they build kingdoms and they build kingdoms and when i say build kingdoms they build kingdoms at the local level and when he got into office my sister city riverside riverside city it was majority Republican. Now we have one Republican left on city council. One Republican left because everybody that's on the school board or the local city council, including my city, they're all been put in by Mark Tacano or Jose Medina, who is a state um, assemblyman. And then we have Senator Richard Roth, who's also a retired general and he is a Democrat they always build little kingdoms at the local level by putting their people in. And that's how, where we miss it as Republicans or conservatives or people on the right miss this and how they take back the local, the school boards, the county supervisors, then they move up to state, and of course, like California, the governor. Because when you get people in these federal and state positions, they start putting in and taking over the local. And let me know if you want me to pause or anybody has to have a question in between. I'll be happy to answer that. And that's where I started to notice where my city, uh, Moreno Valley in particular, we moved here in 1988 from Carson, California, well, LA County. And we were pretty much a red or moderate city. And then we started turning blue all of a sudden. And then the other cities started turning blue. And I always figured out, try to figure out how is this happening? And where opposition, they start at the local level. They think long term, where we on the right think short term. And if anybody knew or knows or wants to study, study KGB tactics or communist tactics, because it's a long term game for 20 years to 30 years. In a 20 year span, my area turned blue. We went from a red to a D plus six, now I'm a D plus 12. And it's a battle where I, you know, I have a great new central committee chair where he understands it too. And it's a battle where we have to start looking at the local level. Because when you get these people at the federal and state level, they start putting in everybody to run for council and school board and so forth and so forth. And that's how they are able to control and take, and we always talk about how the school systems are indoctrinated because they are putting people on the school board who are the the people to indoctrinate your children. They are putting people in the city councils, they're putting people in um, the DA and the judges. And I'll use I'll use Stacey Abrams as a prime example. We can all make fun of Stacey, but guess what? Her sister's a powerful judge in Georgia. So if you want to try to do a court case in Georgia and give her her sister's desk, it's going to get knocked out. And that's what they do. They run for those types of seats that we as Republicans, and I'm saying Republican if you're a registered Republican. We try to figure out well why is this court system the way it is because they all build local kingdoms. The problem that I've seen, and I've been a Republican for over 20 years now, since George W. Bush, and the first time I voted was for Bill Clinton, and I didn't know any better. I was out of high school, of course you don't know any better than until you start digging into politics and people's backgrounds. But I finally switched over to the Republican Party to vote in the primary for George W. Bush And I started to learn a lot of more political uh, strategy and analysis, and I'm still learning. And I tell people I'm not an expert, not yet, maybe when I turn 80, but (laughs) may I write a book soon. But you have to understand their strategy and nobody's a knowledge expert, but until you start understanding the blueprint of how they win, that's how we win. They literally tell us how they win, but we don't follow how they win. And that's why I asked Katie, what does her local government think about what's going on? She said, they're too afraid. Well, you can't be too afraid anymore to speak out on the federal and how federal agencies are treating you. And we can get into that privately as well and try to help out Katie, especially in Louisiana, especially everybody in Louisiana, what's going on if the federal government is ignoring you. Because if we're not strategizing properly, sorry, that's my dog in the background. If we're not properly strategizing on how to take back our local and our state into the federal, if we're just so focused on the federal, and I'm not talking about the house seats, but I'm talking about even the presidency, we have to see what type of kingdom that the opposition built around us to see how we can start knocking down some of these court jesters because I call them all clowns because their policies do not work for anybody, not even for themselves, to, to really start showing that, hey, we're onto your game and we're 20 steps ahead. I noticed this in the past five or six years where when we talk about voter integrity, and as everybody knows we just had the biggest historical recall election in the longest time, California. My motto has always been, as California goes, the rest of the nation follows. And I'm not gonna give up on my state. And I've had opportunities to go to other states as well, but I said, I'm not gonna give up my state, I'm gonna fight like David. I'm gonna fight, I'm really gonna fight here, stay stand and fight for what is right. People say, well, you should move. I'm not moving because I don't know people follow Dr. Daryl Scott on Twitter, but he really hit the nail on the head this morning. I retweeted his tweet. He said, Republicans say move, but Democrats say, hey, this is a time where we can flip red to blue. And that is a true statement. Look what happened in Georgia. We can make fun of Stacey Abrams all we want, but Stacey Abrams, you look how she strategized and turned Georgia blue. You really look how Colorado turned blue. And if you're a book advocate like myself, and I, and I jotted down four good books, um, especially one good book, if you and I can put them in a the chat, it's called The Blueprint. How the Democrats won Colorado and why Republicans everywhere should care. Because that is an excellent book. Another excellent book is by Tip O'Neill, All Politics is Local and Other Rules of the Game. And those are the strategy books that we have to study and understand how they operate, how they go to the local levels, how, how do they take over the local level and end up taking the state level and the federal level. And, I, and, and I'm getting people to try to understand, it's not a short-term process, it is a long-term process, and to really stay motivated and active in your local level. Because it does help federal candidates like myself um, to get elected on the federal level. Because if I don't have the support at the local level, I'm really battling trying to get the crossover Dems. I'm trying to get the independents. I'm trying to get the no party preference. And I'm trying to get the uh, libertarians because I already know that the Republicans are going to vote for me. It's just trying to get the independents and everybody else to vote for me. Same thing would happen here in this, um, we call Gavin Newsom. And I'll tell you this. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to make a lot of people mad. And I'm going to try to say it in a very diplomatic way, because I am a delegate for my state party. We recalled the wrong position. We re- definitely recalled the wrong position when Alex Padilla was our Secretary of State and made it where mail in ballots are the way to go. That's where we should have recalled him, and I say this why the Secretary of State, and you can look up your state. I think all states have the same policy on this. The Secretary of State makes the tone for elections. The Secretary of my state, Alex Padilla at the time, now he's Senator because he took Kamala Harris's position. When Alex Padilla was in office as our Secretary of State, that's where they made it, where ballot harvesting was legal. That's where they made it where mail-in ballots are going to be pretty. I mean, we can still vote at the polls, but everything's going to be mail-in ballot. This is where Republicans and even some moderate Dems and the Libertarians should got together and recalled Alex Padilla, not Gavin Newsom. But Alex Padilla was the one that we should have recalled as soon as he started with this uh, mail-in ballot and ballot harvesting deal because if we're complaining about the vote was fraud the vote was taken there's fraud 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 why are we recalling the governor Well, alex padilla is the one that put this policy in place i said this over and over nobody wanted to listen but i'm saying this here to you guys right now it may seem like you're frustrated with the governor and you want to impeach biden it's time to start breaking up these kingdoms from the bottom up. And I say this, I know you wanna go for the snake's head. That's great. But you start chopping that snake into pieces and pieces where the head is the only one left and they have no allies to protect them. Amen. Oh, thank you. You kind of scared me there. I was like, because <laughs> I'm doing an audio. And, and 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 that's where the Republicans are going to have to realize it's too late to do that right now. Because I know the lady. I haven't really looked in her background, but we recalled the wrong person at the wrong time. We should have recalled Alex Padilla because if we had recalled him, guess what? Now he's a he's a state senator. He's a state senator. So. So we have another senator who's a Democrat. So it's him and Dianne Feinstein, and here and she's going to be pretty soon. I heard rumors that you know she is our oldest living senator now.
0: Um, she's oh. almost ninety. How is she's that? She's almost ninety. Where 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 is the term limits?
1: There is no term. You know you know where the term limits is, and I'm glad you brought that up. It's we the people. The term limits is we the people and and i say that i get what people say about term limits because we have it with the president now in the state of california they passed it where if you're an assembly or state um representative you have term limits, but the term limits is we the people and when i say that if you're so frustrated with your councilman your da your, your whatever election you got to get out there and vote these people out you got to put a good person who's a good constitutionalist in at all so, levels of government, because a lot of people don't know how their local government works. A lot of people don't know even their city code. A lot of people don't know their general law city or a charter city. I'm a general law city, even though my sister city, Riverside, is a charter city. So yes, I I I know this whole entire process in this do in this new kabuki theater that we have going on. But this is where I'm telling people: I don't know where everybody is from, I don't know where everybody lives. But this is what we have to start doing: is learning how opposition works, and that's why I said a good book to start reading is called The Blueprint: How the Democrats Won Colorado, and it actually applies to how California. Um, Democrats won this state and control the state because we keep ignoring these local and state elections and like I said, I'm going to speak my mind on this past recall election. I said this five years ago and it was another gentleman and quite other few people we all agreed and we went to our so our um, Republican committees, we said you're focusing on the wrong positions. We need to concentrate on the Secretary of State, because if we don't, we're going to keep losing and you're going to keep complaining there's voter fraud. We should have gotten rid of Alex Padilla long time ago here in California. Then we could have had better, cleaner elections and started cleaning up the voter rolls. If you go to the Election Integrity Project website, and I can drop that in the chat. I am part of a nonpartisan class action lawsuit, not to overturn the election, but to clean up the voter rolls. If we cannot clean up the voter rolls and have clean elections, we will never have a, a good and fair election. We can never stop the mail-in ballots and the, and the issues when it comes to mail-in ballots. And I hear people say, well, uh, 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 it was stolen. No, it was not stolen because you're, you're focusing on the wrong person to recall to get it cleaned up into the way it's supposed to be. And that's where a lot of people need to start paying attention. And then we you get into the judges, when you get into um, your county supervisors, then you can start having better, cleaner elections, but to go and try to get Gavin out, we have 6 million registered Republicans in California and you're only telling me, and they all voted for Donald Trump in November, and you're only telling me only 3 million voted in this last election? No. So we may have different series of issues or problems, but the problem is we recalled the wrong person because if we had recalled the correct person at least two or three years ago, it would have been a big game changer where the Democrats were just like, oh, wait a minute, they're trying to, oh, wait, they're catching on now.
0: Hey Asher, huh? Not to, not to cut you off, I just uh, set you as admin. The wall is closed because I want them to focus on you. So anything oh. that you want to post, like links or whatever, just go ahead and put it on the wall.
1: I I, I will. I'll, I'll do it when we get off because I I did a little um, screenshot and I'll put all the websites afterwards so everybody can really understand. Because uh, like I said. Doing this for over uh, about a good 20 years. I'm I'm 43 years old. So I was 23 when I joined the military and started really paying attention to politics. Actually, my grandmother and my mother and everybody in my family always been in politics. My, my uncle who passed away um, really bad, he was actually, um, he worked on the um, Nixon campaign, big Republican. So politics has always been in my family one way or another. So that's my background. So yes, I'm a, I'm one of those political nerds. Um, and I love to read. I'm an avid reader and I, I like to research different things too. But I, like I said, when it comes to different States, I try to learn everybody's issue, but Georgia really stuck on my mind. I see that my friend, Nicole, um, pink pinkston is on here and I'm going to start talking about her and my friend, Rod. I haven't seen him come on here yet, but, What Nicole, and um, I'll let her introduce herself a little bit and what they're doing. I I like how Nicole and Rod and um, Felicia and Sunny, these are all the Twitter people that we came together. We started, a well, they started a group called Conscious Conservative Network, or every Sunday we talk about the Constitution. And I'll get into that a little bit more because that's Nicole and Felicia's thing, and I want you guys to link up with them as well. But what
0: happened? Did you send a a link to that uh, Constitution?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll I'll do that in the group. And I have Nicole after I'm done speaking when I say, hey, uh, is Nicole. So if you're listening, when I say, okay, if you have any questions or answers, talk about the Conscious Conservative Network as well when we talk about the Constitution on Sunday. So going back to California election, do I think it was rigged a little bit? Yeah, here and there. But the main problem with the election, nobody focused on the yes vote. And I I said this, you're not focusing on the yes vote. You're too focused on the candidates. And I know people want to blame one candidate versus another candidate. And you can't blame the candidate. I used to be a candidate. Let us candidates do. But what the candidates should have done, all of them, said, don't worry about me. I want you to go door knock and push this yes vote. I want you to push this yes folks, because if we don't get over fifty percent plus one, that's it. Gavin's back into office. If you look at our numbers right now, yes, Mr. Larry Elder pretty much won question number two. And if you didn't care for him, we had thirty other candidates, plus dogs and cats running for governor. And so we had everybody, and not just Republicans. we I saw some Democrats on there. I saw a libertarian. The Libertarian candidate is actually my county supervisor, Mr. Jeff Hewitt. He ran, everybody ran, but the yes vote was the problematic vote where a lot of people didn't understand or they they said, I'm not voting. And this is where everybody should have been hands on deck to really push that yes vote to the low propensity voters, to the inner city voters, um, to the voters where they don't, don't vote and start talking to the independent and the moderate Democrats. Because you can't tell me you like what Gavin Newsom's doing and look at downtown L.A. and look at the homeless population. I go to L.A. at least once or twice a month and you got homeless living on a freeway overpass. You got homeless actually living on the freeway. You have feces and everything all over the place. And you're telling me that no, nobody in LA said, you know what? We're sick and tired of it. And we are going to actually get this guy out of office. The problem too was the money. The Democrats had a money machine. They brought out the president. They brought out the vice president. I think they even brought out Elizabeth Warren. Who did we bring out on our side? Nobody, but that's okay because we it shows that we need better grassroots support and i did a video two videos on my instagram and this is where i tell people i am a delegate and i go to my central committee meetings this is where if you're in a republican party you need to start going to your central committee meetings at your local level and get involved with your state level because if 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 we're getting sick and tired of hearing the Republican Party is not doing anything, you need to get involved. And that's why I'm glad I ran because then I started to get involved more into my party and giving ideas and filing some of those ideas and being listened to, but not enough. We need more younger people to come into the party. We need more innovative, creative ideas for people because I'm not running for me and I'm not running for um anybody else i'm running for the two generations behind me those junior high and high school kids that's who i'm fighting for i'm not fighting for anybody else but those younger kids to have a hope in the future and that's where we have to start looking at because that's where opposition looks at we can talk about the indoctrination of schools all day and everything else but that's their target They start at kindergarten. They start at in first and second, all the way K through 12, because those are their target audience. Because by next year, we're going to have high school um, graduates that this past year and high school graduates next year, they're going to be voting for midterms next year. And that's what we're going to have to start targeting a lot of these younger people. And if they say, Hey, I have a climate change issue. Don't start telling them they are communists and Mark, say, okay, let's have that conversation about climate change. It may be some legitimate environmental issues. And I had a high school group that I talked to, um, when I first ran, they wanted to interview me because guess what Mark DeConnell, he didn't even want to talk to them. So they said, Hey, you want to, can we talk to you interview? I said, no problem. And I explained to them about climate change and environmental changes. And they actually understood where I was coming from, where, I don't believe a lot with these saying with it, but I do believe that there is, you know, we can do better with the environment, but not this extreme. uh, What's that girl named from overseas? Greta. Greta something, that little girl. I said, I'm not like her. I don't believe with her, but the earth does change over time in millions and thousands of years. So they understood where I was coming from. And guess what? They volunteered in my campaign. They were trying to get a lot of younger people to come out some were hesitant some said okay my parents did vote for you i couldn't vote for you because i'm 17. but it, you, having those little conversations that we need to start doing especially um those of us who are registered republican is to have normal conversations without calling opposition marxist and communists, because that is the biggest turnoff. i even this last election I was putting up signs, me and my friend, and I saw a Black Lives Matter booth across the street in the vacant field. And the lady said, what are you putting up? And I said, I'm running for Congress. She said, are you a Republican or a Democrat? I said, I'm a Republican. She said, well, I don't know. I said, well, let me talk to you. So I gave her one of my flyers. True story. My friend Stephanie can verify it. Uh, I gave her, I went across the street and I went over to and showed her my flyer. and said, I'm, I'm against and want to solve and fight sex trafficking she was like wow she said you want to fight and help homelessness i said yes she said oh and you're a veteran i said yes she said my family is too and she turned it over saw my opponent she said that's the guy and i said that's the guy it's funny and i'll tell everybody yes i am african-american she said what do you think about black lives and i said we need to work a lot with black lives in our community as well she said you know what i like what you're saying and you know what i'm going to give you a chance and i'm going to vote for you and this is a lady from black lives matter ground game i didn't call her communist i didn't call her marxist i just had a normal conversation with this older lady who actually listened to me and liked everything i presented on my flyer and if i can find a copy of that flyer i will send you what i wrote on my flyer because I had nothing that I was a Republican or a Democrat. It was, here are the issues that I want to do as an elected official, especially when it comes to sex trafficking, because my area is a high area for sex trafficking. If we start having these normal conversations with people who we think we are opposed to an ideology, we actually find more common with them Maybe they don't like Trump. That's fine. I knew Republicans who didn't like Trump, but hey, they they still voted for me because they knew I was very passionate when it comes to homelessness, when it comes to sex trafficking, and when it comes to veteran issues. They said, we don't like President Trump. I said, well, I'm not President Trump. You don't have to vote for him, but you can vote for me, Aja Smith. And I want to do this and be your voice in Washington, D.C. And that's where a lot of candidates Especially, I call the new candidates. They stick to these mainstream um, talking points where they're turnoffs, and they don't know the Constitution. They don't know even if they live in a charter city or a general law city. Where we have to start asking some of these candidates: tell us about the Fourth Amendment. Tell us about the Ninth Amendment. Because we are so programmed to only focus on the First and the Second Amendment, while we are not focusing on the other amendments where we talk about in our constitutional discussions on Sundays where the ninth amendment, what we see that's going on with these vaccines is actually a violation of our ninth amendment. And then we go into the fourth amendment as well. So when you see a lot of these candidates running, start challenging them, start asking them hardcore questions. And I always tell people, ask me a hardcore question. If I don't know the question, I say, please get back to me in a week so I can research it and I can know what you're talking about if you're not challenging the people who you're supposed to agree with, and we're always challenging the people who we disagree with, you need to start asking hardcore questions in our own camp, because our people may not, even though we're all in the same type of so-called ideology, a lot of us, a lot of people don't know what's going on. They're just in it for the fame and the money. I'm in it to serve the people because I am a public servant. I have always been a public servant. And that's why... Being in the military teaches you how to be a public servant before self. And that's part of my air Corps value service before self. And so that's been instilled with me for over 20 years as well. And I hope that, you know, we can start educating each other and start to network and start to read. It's not an overnight process where we on the right, as registered Republicans and even people libertarians, if we wanna make change, we're gonna to have to start studying how opposition works. We're gonna to have to start building in our own community and start even building it within our own local party about how we can change the issues at the local level that will help the state and federal representatives who want to run for office to have a good base. And I hope, I hope everybody um sucked it all in because I just went off the top of my head and I I'm sorry if I rambled on too much
0: listen Aja this is your platform
1: no it's everybody's platform because I believe it's we the people
0: it's everybody's platform but we need to hear from our patriots that are going to be representing us and protecting us, you know? So, um, whatever you need to tell the people, we want to hear from you. You know, we're changing the the dynamics of old. Um, We would help them get elected and support them, and then we wouldn't hear from them. And then we hear, oh, they only listen to the big money donors and such and such this platform is for us to hear from the people that are representing us because it was created for the people by the people and um
1: no you're absolutely correct and, and and that goes for both sides and I'm not just picking on the left I, I see that on the right I've only known a few on the right that are very for the people um one of my state well, she's not my representative, but she's in my sister city. Uh, Senator Melissa Melendez. She is a um, retired Navy cap. Uh, a, I think she was captain. I'm not going to say her ring, but she's a she's a retired naval officer who who knows that same type of, um, you know, what it means to serve the people. I, I mean, all her constituents can call her on her cell phone. She's right on it, and that's what we need. We need to start holding everybody accountable who's elected on the right and on the left and i say that particularly especially on the right because we're we're ignoring some of the things that are going on and we get into this fame and this popularity once they get elected to office where they're competing the spot on fox news and different news networks to stay relevant but no are you actually doing the work that you're supposed to be doing as a representative and 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 people need to stop calling them leaders. They are representative per the constitution. We are a constitutional republic, and that's where we're gonna have to start re-educating ourselves and educating everybody and to remind these representatives and to remind even ourselves again, even as Democrats and Republicans, and I think the libertarians got it pretty down um, well, um, and to teach, that we are a constitutional republic. We are, we are not a dictatorship. We are not an authoritarian type of monarchy, even though we're going towards that way, but we need, we're not status. We, we need to start calling out the status on both sides. And I've been seeing that coming up on the right, it's pretty much has become a Hatfield and McCoy fight between both both parties. They're trying to have both powers, but they're gonna get a realization check for us patriots, For us people who are we, the people. For us who are downwingers, say, look, you work for us. We don't work for you, and that's going to be put on notice pretty soon. Because when Mm -hmm. it comes down, when it comes down to the nitty gritty, hey, we we can do. We have so much power that we don't even know we have. We have so much power as United States citizens, based on the Constitution, where we can get rid of the whole entire city council. We can get rid of. All these people, based on the laws that are in place at your local level and your state level, it will put Washington DC on notice and say, Well, these people are really serious. And that's where we're gonna have to start taking our power back, but we're gonna have to really educate ourselves to do it. Even if you're if you know, we can talk about we want to, you know, challenge the DIMS, we're gonna have to challenge we some of these people, even on our own side, and tell them we can get rid of you because you work for us if you're not stepping up at any whatever level you're elected in and we did this in riverside county with this mass mandate the the all these mandates where we were going to the county supervisors meeting that eight o'clock in the morning saying you shut us down we're going to have recall papers on you pretty soon oh yeah When, when you when you start exercising your right at the city council meetings, the school board meetings, and the supervisors meetings, and say, hey, per our election code, you're gonna get you're gonna get gone. So don't come with us with this mass mandate and all these other mandates for COVID. You're gonna get gone because you you are no longer working for us. But we're gonna remind you that you do work for us, and you're gonna hear us, especially when we start slapping some recall papers and get you out of office. And that's where we're going to have to take our power back at the local levels. And we're going to have to start taking our power back at the state levels. I mean, I know we want to flip the house and flip the Senate and everything else. But let me tell you, the problem is in DC, but the problem is right there in your backyard. And if you're not focused on what's going on in your backyard, you, we, we have a problem when it comes to the Constitution, we're going to lose our rights very soon. And we are losing our rights very quickly
0: absolutely
1: anybody have any questions
0: all right guys i'm do something different tonight because aja smith for congress in california which needs a facelift and a makeover (laughs) it's a special night (laughs) so usually we mute mics so the speaker isn't interrupted Um, We're not a censoring group. We don't believe in the tyranny that we have seen with our social media. So all the mics are on mute. If anyone has a question, please be respectful. Unmute your mic and say I have a question. And uh, let's be transparent.
1: Okay, before we do that, I'm, I see Nicole on here and Nicole, I want you to introduce yourself to the group and what you're doing too. So if you want, if you hear me, Nicole, I want everybody to, um, to, 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 I'm um, well, I, I'm sorry. I got stuttered here. I'm introducing my friend, Nicole. Absolutely
0: Hi,
2: everybody. Can you guys oh. hear me?
1: Yes. Long well, clear.
2: Oh, okay. Hi, my name is Nicole Pinkston. I go by Mrs. Pinky Thoughts on Twitter. I'm also a media manager for Conscious Conservatism Media and Academy. I have met Asia as a um, fellow veteran over on Twitter, and we just talk a lot about solutions for conservatism, and I'm so glad and thankful for you guys for having this platform that we can actually talk about the things that we need to change within the Republican Party to help us get back to um, our principles and back to um recruiting and expanding the party base we have a lot of problems with the left obviously but we're never going to be able to fight those problems if we don't first fix our home and where we're at and um, the conscious conservative movement which was started by felician killings in 2019 came about because we saw the messaging out there from um, prominent black conservatives and conservatives in general that was actually um pushing people away from the conservative party and we thought that We could give out better strategies and better um, tips and tools to actually bring people in because being, you know, African American and being conservative, we know what. Um, the principles are and what keeps us fighting for these conservative principles so we were like hold up a minute we think we have a better way because obviously as you can see the results from 2020 and results with the recall and results with the um, Georgia runoff we're obviously not doing things uh, the most effective way so we with uh, Felicia I am the media manager and I help her and what we do is we help Um, train rising leaders so we can have millions of voices across the country to show a better way through tips and tools to um, recruit people based in conservative principles. And so I'm here today to listen to my friend Aja because we really need to um, move the Republican Party in a better, more effective direction. And right now we are struggling to maintain a little bit of hold we have on right now. So I'm just here to listen and to give my opinions and my thoughts on certain strategies that hopefully will work. I use my own um, podcast called Miss Peaky Thoughts to bring on different speakers and guests so we can all come together and put these ideas out there and not just go about whatever the leaders and the media puts out there.
0: Absolutely, uh, Nicole. <clears throat> um, I would definitely like to uh, link up with you. Um, you can see I do a lot of retweeting, and uh, me and Aja, uh, Jerome Bell, and 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 many people that are running for Congress, um, are communicating on Twitter. Um, Kim Klazik is going to be coming on here. Uh, we still have to do a reschedule. Um, I would definitely love to connect with you. This platform, like I told Aja earlier before we even came on this, um this call um this platform is your guys's platform um what's very important to me i'm half black sicilian and polish and uh recently you know god has allowed me to discover bishop larry gators which he unfolds the truth about racism and who were the real slave owners it wasn't white people um white people and black people have been lied to. Um so it's very important that America recognize black conservatives. And um I'm not I'm not being racist in any way. I love my white family and I love my black family. (laughs) And I understand that both sides has been deceived. Um I love my admins, my sister Station Marshall here. Um He's a black conservative out in New York. So I would definitely love to connect with you. I would love to bring you on. I would love for you to um, bring a lot of the members on here. Because here's the deal. If we don't join Alliance as a community and a human race, these people are going to gain more control. And they try to use Black Lives Matter antifa to shut our mouths with face masks so we don't unite and we don't speak and we don't connect so i'm thankful that asia has invited you asia has invited you tonight because we're only powerful together as one unit you know and it's not about color they're the ones who created the whole deception that black white gay straight bisexual and all these religion and all these other stuff and and a two-party system to divide us and i i I honestly believe that they are um well you know what (laughs) we're not censored they're shitting bricks because Mm -hmm. they're realizing the people are waking up and the more that they get aggressive with their evil agenda is I mean, all you're doing is bringing us together more. I mean, look at Nicki Minaj. I mean, all those millions of people that are following Nicki Minaj are now starting to realize, like, wait a minute. Wow, they're treating her like they treat Trump. I mean, that was the, a divine intervention right there. You know, yeah. so I would love to... I would love to hook up with you. You can find my Twitter handler. Uh, handle with uh, Asia, Asia or you can go ahead and uh, connect with me on here and I would love to connect with you
1: and am I might i go ahead. and I want to say uh, when when you start talking about with Nicki Minaj I think I tweeted I mean yes I'm a Christian I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior but there's a young man he is from the Nation of Islam um, his name is Riza or Riza Islam Follow, oh, he's on Instagram because Twitter banned him, but he's been speaking out a lot and calling out the CDC uh, regarding the vaccination. And I know some people had an issue with me promoting him. Oh, oh, you're following the nation? I said, no, you need to listen to this young man who's been really going around different states. Um, He's from Compton, California, so he's near me. And hopefully I'll be linking up with him to talk about when it comes to, and he was on Alex Jones as well too, if you wanna look at that clip, um, about how the vaccinations, what's really going on behind the scenes. And I can really say, He's a bright young man, whether you agree with the nation or not, but when it comes to vaccines, that's something that we should all be agreeing on and forming an alliance, even if somebody is a different religion than you, or even different party, or different, um, if you didn't like Um, hip hop culture. But these are people that are actually speaking out and saying, wait a minute, we can all come together with some type of common goal is speaking out with the vaccine. So you can look him up, Riza, R-I-Z-Z-A Islam. And he's on Instagram. His Instagram handle is called Got Censored. And start listening and see how you can help him spread the word and sharing his content as well.
0: Absolutely. Like I said, Marshall here, um, he's our sister channel, and he brings a lot of the frontline doctors of America on. And these frontline doctors, they'll bring you the science that we're always told to trust. And so Dr. Jane Ruby, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but uh, she was working with two scientists that have
1: discovered Graphene
3: Oxide.
1: Hello. Wow.
0: (laughs) We must be over the target. Are you guys there? Yes. Wow, I totally like got kicked out. That's the first time that ever
1: happened. <laughs> oh, we're speaking the truth. Yeah, exactly. got, as soon as you start talking about vaccines, they start they start censoring.
0: Wow. But anyway, I mean, Dr. <laughs> James, you know, Aja, I'm gonna send you that link. Uh Marshall here. Um, he's the sister channel owner, and Dr. Jane's going to be on his station. And like I was saying before uh, whoever kicked us off. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um, on. As soon as you start talking about vaccines, I'm telling you, they kick you off. Yes.
0: Um, She's working with two scientists that have discovered the graphene oxide. You can look yeah. into that yourself. And um, apparently, allegedly, there's placebos and there's bad ones mm-hmm. and um this new world order and this nefarious thing that's going on in our country Satan is not gonna succeed um but anyway I mean Satan is trying to really destroy this whole speaking but he's not gonna win no. But like you said, you know, this vaccine, we need to bring awareness. Um, yes. What they're doing is total, 100%. And they're trying to divide us. I mean, now they're trying to put, I mean, before it used to be black and white, gay and straight. Now they're trying to put the unvaccinated against the vaccinated. No, no, and no,
1: no, Riza did a video. I, I put it on my um, Instagram, too. You can go to his timeline. He said the whole thing is the bottom line is going to be unvaccinated, who's vaccine and here we go again and this is where i said you know get with uh, uh nicole you can get with rod man of justice we talk about these things and how it how is the violation of our constitutional right and this is where us as patriots as constitutionalists as as whatever label you want to call us yourself we need to start telling this to even the people who we voted for this is a violation of constitution and we're going to do something about it and you're going to do something about it as well even at the local government we're going to have to really start standing up to our local government as well and saying we're no longer going to go with this um uh, mandated and mask and everything else just like my birthday was earlier this month and I said, oh, maybe I should go treat myself to a play at the Pantages Theater. For me to go see a play at the Pantages Theater in Los Angeles, I either had to be vaccinated or have a COVID test the day of. The day of. And I said, this is ridiculous. I can't even go see a play. Anybody there? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And in L.A., so, so now, now they're going doing that again in LA to go to the bars and the club you got to be vaccinated you got to show your vaccination card and and this is where we're going to have to start standing up and and really start fighting I know people say well I don't know about California no we're going to still fight and we need everybody's help here we're going to have to really fight and re-educate ourselves because like I said as California goes the rest of the nation follows when, it, when they started with AB5, that was to get rid of the gig workers, guess what? Now it's a federal bill called the PRO Act. And I was mentioning that and going up and down all over my district and say, you guys really want to vote Mark DeCono in, but you're but you're a gig worker, you're an independent contractor, and you still want to vote for him? Well, no, but we just don't like Trump. Forget all of that. Forget this Trumpism and everything else. Trust me, I voted for the man twice. I love Trump. I even volunteered at a Trump rally. I've been to one. I've been following Donald Trump since he was on Oprah. That's how that's how long I followed him. But we have to go back to our basics for our founding father basics. That's my focus. That's Nicole's focus. That is Rod's focus, is to go back to our founding father's basic for our rights, our constitutional rights. I understand people love you know, love love the president. I love him too. And I, and I still pray for him every day and hopefully he runs again, but he gave us the tools to fight. He gave us the tools. Our forefathers gave us the tools to fight. God almighty definitely had gave us the tools to fight. I said, I'm fighting like David. You can pray all day, but works with faith without works is dead. And that's where we are. at. And that's where I'm at. Faith without works is dead because we're not out there fighting and understanding the constitution and going to our city council meetings or school board meetings, and even going and telling our local state and federal representatives, hey, you're violating my constitutional rights or what are you not doing? We're going to get rid of you. And we're going to get rid of you because what you're doing is nothing but doing talking points on TV and getting money from donors. And I even go through people who are, even running for office. I'm starting to see a lot of people who are running for office that don't even know the Constitution. They don't even know how any of the process works. They're just getting talking points and getting a whole bunch of money in their coffers as well. No, if you don't know the Constitution or anything, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, or Independent, you need to be called out on it and start being challenged.
0: Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the, uh, (laughs) uh, I'm not sure if you know, but um, if you go down the rabbit hole of the 1871 um, Ulysses S. Grant and how our Constitution was changed into a corporation, um, you start wondering why they uh, cater to corporations. I mean, it's really crazy. I know this. Tonight isn't about that topic and it's all about you and Nicole Pinkston. I
1: wish Rod was able to join because I, I I say, you know, he he we always talk about the constitution. I'll link you up with him as well. Maybe he couldn't get on here. But um if anybody has any questions for me, I would definitely put some books in the chat so everybody can start reading and how to get involved. If anybody has a question for me.
0: Yeah, if anybody has a question for uh, Aja, just go ahead and just uh, say I have a question and just go ahead and ask her. Lena, I know you're from California, so.
2: Um, I would like to mention a little bit, I know Aja was talking about California, but I can talk a little bit about other areas like our area of Georgia right now. We're seeing, the work of Democrats with Stacey Abram getting over a million you know, people registered and we're seeing them hiring staffers to get the word out. And we don't see the Georgia Republicans doing the same thing right now. We see fighting between Vernon um, Jones Camp and Kemp Camp. And we see um, Herschel Walker's declared that he's running and we're not seeing a lot of push for Calvin um, King. And what I noticed by working with, with my own party in Georgia, is that we're mis- we're disconnecting the uh, need to expand the base. A lot of um, red districts are comfortable with the things happening as is, and they're not seeing how the blue is sensitizing and basically spreading throughout the state and how we went blue just by one county, and there's 159 counties in, in Georgia. And um, the Conscious Conservative Movement is headquartered in Atlanta. And as we go further into 2022 that a lot more things coming Uh, today, our visionary went down to Albany, Georgia, which is her blueprint for working inside of inner cities and polished areas across the country. And she went and she linked up with uh, King Randall for X for boys, his program that helps youth in the local area. And they did uh, 250 uh, families, fed them free breakfast and they're doing free breakfasts every weekend, uh, starting uh, this weekend. And so we're trying to show you that you actually have to go in these communities and you actually have to do the work, not call people brainwashed. not call people um, slaves on the plantation, give them actual options and give them the reasons why conservatism always will outweigh progressivism and show them that progressivism, no matter who does it, or which party is doing it, or even if it's from the church, um, how it's detrimental and has been destructive to these areas and then what we're doing is helping local candidates get trained up in messaging and everything. We have uh, Jalen Johnson that's actually trying to represent Albany as the city council leader. So in October, I think uh, it is that Felicia wants to do candidate training, and she's linking up with Kim, who you already just mentioned, Kim Kayslick, with her red renaissance, and Aja have been working with us too to get us um, better uh, messaging for local candidates to get into these areas that people normally keep telling us to avoid or say that they're unwinnable. So we can't flip some districts and get our numbers up. I'm sorry, if I, if I just jumped in. And if you guys wasn't ready for me to say anything, but
0: no, listen, uh, listen, you know, Nicole, That was perfect. I just, <laughs> so I
2: just wanted to put that out there that Nicole we're on multiple fronts.
0: Nicole, this, this, this is for you and Aja. Um, we're not going to know the awareness of what you guys are doing if, if we're not told this, because the media, like I said, I mean, community for unity and um, mm-hmm. a fundraiser to help the people from Hurricane Ida out in Louisiana. And our media is not touching on that. And Hurricane Ida is worse than Katrina. You know what I mean? So if you guys don't tell us, we don't know. And that's what CPN is all about. CPN is not really a political uh, platform. CPN is bringing on truthers and those to unite and bring humanity where it's supposed to be on how God wants us to be. So um, anything that you can share with us, you and Aja, I mean, this this is what this is for. So don't don't feel like you're talking too much.
2: Okay, um, I'm just going to say this also over at uh, ConsciousConservativeMedia.net, and I'll put that down in the comments, or I'll send it to you over in the chat. Um, that is our own social media site. So if something happens where we get kicked off of Twitter, or if you want to come to a place where we actually discuss these type of topics, and it's more of a, a it, like a, a school it's more of academy of learning and sharing ideas and we talk back and forth and there is a chat and we have 14 or 15 so different channels um, and schools. We have one school where we gave scholarships to content creators and we're teaching them how to find their messages and how to get out of there because we're not trying to create superstars. We're not trying to, you know, um, chase cloud or anything. What we're wanting to do is create like an army of a million or more so soldiers out there that can go and show the that there's a better way. And we're not trying to um, be, you know, uh, a front for the GOP. We're not trying to uplift the Republican Party. What we're trying to do is show the people what to do and have the parties meet us and respond to our um, demands of our local representatives and our demands as the people. What we're trying to do is show people how to connect their economics. Like right now, you know, we talk about the people talk about the wealth gap or they talk about Um, A lot of patriots talk about taxes and we talk about how, you know, that there's different ways that we can handle those situations. Uh, We talk about how um, you can go into certain areas. Like we have a gentleman up in New York that's in the Bronx area that's starting his own young Republicans chapter up there. And we hooked him up with another guy named Giovanni Bristow who actually started his own subcommittee or committee out there in Petersburg, Virginia, which is a very blue, deep blue city. In Virginia, and he has more registered re- Republicans, newly registered, in that area. So uh, a lot of our pundits are out there telling us to run from California and run from these cities, and you know, move. Well, there's going to be nowhere to go to at, after a certain point. I mean, like they flip Colorado, they flip Arizona, they flip in Georgia. They trying to turn Texas blue. Like while they're going everywhere, we're trying to run, and what we're trying to say is stop running change your strategy and we have solutions like we have master ray and he just had the solutionary summit and Mm -hmm. we have you know um miss angela stanton who's out there Mm -hmm. doing her talk tour and it's not about whether we like each other or if everybody agree with each other it's just we have different solutions because what's been working or what's been out there isn't working and we need to do something different because we do not want to be a socialist nation and like Aja, i'm a veteran as well and i've seen real third world. I've been to Iraq twice. I was there the first time in Iraq, 13 months, to Taji, Iraq. And I was there the second time 11 months to Al-Assad. And I'm telling you, I've seen third worldness. The ghettos here have nothing on what I've seen over there. And we right. do not want that here because, like, everybody keeps running here. Y'all see the border crisis. Y'all see them people coming here because America is a refuge to everybody else. But where do Americans go when we're tired of this country? So, right. you know, We are conservatives and I've been a conservative since I at least say 2011, 2012. I've been Mm -hmm. doing, I've been right leaning for a long time. But Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people might see my current uh, work in the public or in real life and be like, well, your Twitter feed is a little different than what I knew you for a couple years ago. And that's because we have to act. We have to change our strategies. We have to actually, I mean, we're in, you know, going to these voting booths. We're going to these communities. We're actually getting up from behind our computers and actually interacting with people. So we, we're seeing with our real eyes what this stuff is like. You know, it's good to wave flags and to holler on Twitter and stuff, but to actually get up and then you start working with your GOP committee and you see people not answering phones and emails, you're starting to see where the problems are. And you're like, okay, we got to do something different because this isn't working. So that's why I decided to get involved more in, in offline space. And I also hooked up with Felicia because even though I'm a podcaster and I've been, you know, giving political commentary, we got to do a little bit more than that. And I want to show everybody that anybody can get up and get into no matter your past, no matter what you've been through, no matter you know if you used to be a democrat or if you don't like trump like you just need to get involved we need everybody because this is our home and america cannot fall to socialism and marxism and yes i know we want to point out what the left does but we got to get our own home in order because the republican party has a lot of issues and even libertarians if y'all in here are listening too y'all can benefit from it too as y'all recruiting and things like that and y'all can go into the inner cities in the same thing so I know that I can talk and talk and talk, but that's what we're trying to do with the Conscious Conservative Movement and that's what I'm trying to do with my podcast and that's what I'm trying to do here with you guys today is just trying to inspire people that we have to do something a little different and we also have to get involved.
0: You know,
1: and, and real quick, Mike, my friend Rod, um, Rod I, I, I hope you hear me. I wanna give a quick introduction to him. He's a great constitutionalist and if you allow him, He just joined in, so I just gave a great spill Rod, you can listen to the podcast, uh, everything I talked about, but I I would like for Mike to um, let Rod have a quick on the floor to talk about what he's doing and how he knows, I mean, you talk about Constitution, he knows the Constitution, so if you hear it Rod, if you want to unmute if you want to talk about what you're doing and you're in how we're all uh, linked up together.
0: Absolutely, Rod. Um, all you have to do, if you're new to Telegram, and I know uh, a lot of you probably are, um, all you have to do is press that blue button. You're able to speak, and then when you're done, you just press it back and it'll mute it. And um, getting back to the Constitution, <clears throat> if you can dig deep, like I said, go down a rabbit hole, and you learn that Ulysses S. Grant in 1871, America was at a point where they were hurting for money. He sold us out to the Queen and the Pope. And uh, the evidence is out there, but go ahead, Rod. We'll love to hear from you.
1: Can't hear you. I see you're unmuted.
0: You know, Rod, um, if you look on the bottom right, it'll say leave. Leave out the chat and then come right back in.
3: Hmm. Okay.
0: Looks like we're getting attacked from the uh, (laughs) – Rod. I I shouldn't have mentioned vaccine tonight. That's the first time we even had that problem. I know. It's like I said – marshall from
1: i I think he i think he's gonna get back in
0: marshall from our sister channel has bring on the uh frontline doctors of america and they talk about vaccines all day and that's never happened
1: and 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 the thing is you you know i i notice anything that i post on instagram i get the warnings now and this is where we all have to start figuring out okay Rod came back in. Rod, can you can you can you unmute? Can you say something? It says Rod is speaking. Now Mike is speaking. Wow. If anybody has a question for me and and or, or Nicole, because what. What I noticed too the past five to six years that we you know we hear we hear the same talking points and we're losing. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. We as a Republican Party, the GOP, whether you subscribe to it or not, if you're a registered Republican, we're actually losing the battleground. We're losing it because we're not engaged every day in our own local community, especially if you live in a bluer area like I do and Nicole does. And my, my goal is not only to run, but to uh, start re-strategizing on how to get involved and to really start reaching out to the youth, not pushing uh, being a Republican, but to talk about conservative, um, real conservative principles. If, if anybody, like I admire Senator Tim Scott, and if you ever heard him speak, and if you ever seen his bio, you will hear him always talk about one of his mentors who actually implemented conservative values with him. And he was like, that's where I'm at today. And when when you have people like Senator Tim Scott, who said, you know, conservative values came to me at a very young age, one of his mentors, I think it was a man who gave him his first job, I have to go back and um, don't quote me on it, But if you listen to him, if we start talking to a lot of the youth, the 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 junior high, the high school kids, and start being mentors to them and start talking about you know the true conservative principles and really trying to change their mindset a little by little, then they can make their their own informed decision do they want to go down that path or do they want to go down the marxism and the socialism and the fascism path because that's where we lose our youth and a lot of them joined antifa because see those types of groups we were no long we were not present when a lot of these younger kids were screaming for type, some type of help like where do we go with our government where do we go for um our voices to be heard in the government so you had antifa who really knew how to get engaged in those communities and going to the parties and going to the you know the hip hop concerts and the, and the whatever genre they listen to concerts and going to the youth groups and 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 saying hey you know yeah don't we don't like the government either and they won't listen to us and now that, that's why you see a big huge numbers with Antifa with a lot of young kids because we as on the right, quote unquote we didn't listen to these kids. We didn't listen to these young people. And that's where how we have to get them back to at least to the middle and say, "Okay, here's the history of Antifa. Here's the history of these groups that are infiltrating." Oh, there's Rod. I see him back on. Rod, on mic.
4: Can you can you hear me now pretty good?
1: Yes. Thank oh. you everybody. This is my friend Rod. <laughs>
4: Hey, sorry no problem, about, appreciate you. Uh sorry about that. I had little problem with the computer interface with my studio microphone. Yeah, this it's a whole bunch of mess, but anyway. <laughs> I
1: want everybody to here's my other good friend Rod. I call him my constitutional go-to guy if I have a question or get stumped. So you have the floor too, Rod.
4: Well, I just want to introduce myself real quick. Um, my name is Roderick Threet. Um I am a retired foreign service officer of 23 and a half years, um, serving uh, 15 years of that abroad, exclusively in Eastern Europe and um, parts of uh, MENA or what's called uh, Middle Eastern Northern Africa. Um, Right now, I am a I'm actually the chairman of the Utah Black Republican Assembly. I'm also in Florida right now trying to rebuild the Florida Black Republican Caucus. Get that back on and get back to back into numbers again, and then we're also um getting together a uh, georgia alabama black Republican assembly started, which has been a quite a big task and as you heard Oz just say i am i guess i call myself a constitutional nerd <laughs> per se I think I read too many books in, in my day about the constitution um and geo- really for me geopolitical issues are like. Or my thing. I mean, considering I've been involved in geopolitics basically all of my life. So that's kind of that. That's my deal. That's my stick and all that good stuff. And oh, and also I also do a podcast also called Southern Liberty. That's also available on all podcast platforms, wherever you want to, wherever you get your podcast, you can find it there. So that that's it. That's it about me. I'll relinquish the mic.
1: OK, so if anybody you, has any questions for any of us.
0: All right, if anybody has a question, just go ahead and uh, I'll mute your mic, press the blue button and say, hey, I got a question and just uh, be respectful and stay in line.
5: Hi, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. actually don't have a question. Um, I just wanted to say that, like, um, I really enjoyed this, um, this podcast here, first of all. Um, thank you ladies for doing exactly what you're doing. And I think you're right on every single level. And the, um, the thing that you're saying about go talk to people in the community, um, you're totally right. Because while I'm not running for office, you know, um, I'm dealing with all these people with this hurricane damage. I do bring up politics to them a lot. And I, you know, I just start with, how do you feel about, you know, what's going on with the government? There's no government help here. And then they'll kind of like very gently, you know, go into talking about politics. And they really, um, it's a lot of poor people. It's a lot of I'm sorry it's a lot uh, of um you know people that may not be so educated in politics and things like that and um uh, they are they're concerned about where this country is going they're concerned about things like they're you know here in Louisiana we don't have um counties we have parishes and they yes. they keep asking where's the where's the parish president um where's the local congressman and and you know You can if you know, like I said, I'm not real. I'm not running for anything, but you can very easily talk to people about politics without being like, oh, Trump this and Trump that. And so you guys are are like really doing you're on it. You're you're very smart, and I do appreciate what you're doing in your states and for this country. And um, the the question I actually do have is you guys keep mentioning Twitter. Do you guys have Telegram? Because I don't subscribe to Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook because they all kicked me off, and um, I don't want to be part of that censorship. And so I just wondering if y'all have Telegram channels where you guys can educate people like me to be more active in my community, um, like, I would love to be a part of that and be educated on that and do something about it.
1: Now that I'm part of this, now that I'm part of this group, I can start dropping more things in this group. I I came on Telegram um, after January 6th, (laughs) because I said, Oh, my God, because I I was there. I, I, I did not participate in what happened, but I was in the vicinity. And um, we all say we have to go on telegram and chat but I know rod has one at of maybe miss pinky can start a conscious conservative telegram we can probably subscribe we just drop everything in this group, but I like what you're doing what you're saying Community for unity, um, Louisiana because i do have roots there um yes you guys do have parishes and if anybody in different states you can pick our brains so we can all do a big statewide coalition what's going on especially i i didn't know her you know hearing um the other young lady i don't know if she left or not katie and then that's you know exactly, you guys said, that's actually my yeah. sister Oh, that's your sister okay great you know what's going on there's no fema help and we could we can all really start helping you guys even we live in different states and try to see how we can get you guys help down there and to listen to about the clean water you're absolutely right no electricity still and how to make your representatives stop being afraid because they represent you they, they represent you, that's not the other way around. And they should not be afraid to represent you and say, okay, we need help. If we can send foreign aid and foreign money to all these other countries in a heartbeat, just like I said, I've been involved in two humanitarian supports. And let me tell you, in, in 24 hours, we we're sending all kinds of aid to um, different um, parts, especially with the Haitian earthquake and even different uh, Hurricane Katrina, we can do it again. And this is where I would like to see and I'm surprised that General Henri hasn't even stepped forward and said you guys need help. And so anything that you want us to do, and I'll even put my personal email in this chat as well. So I can try to figure out and maybe we can all figure out how to get you guys help. And maybe you guys can start a coalition, a community coalition um, of small grassroots to learn how your local politics works as well, because if they're not responding to you, it's time to get get those people out.
4: Yeah, let me, I want to slide in here real quick. This is Roderick again. Um, that's one of the biggest things that's been a success for me with keeping, you know, uh, basically two um, political caucuses going is the uh, outreach we do when it comes to civics, like we would, we actually teach. Uh, on the weekends every other weekend we teach a basic civics class just the basic stuff like you know understanding how to keep your city councils accountable your mayors accountable or if you have a city manager hold them accountable the real basic stuff so people understand that the government closest to you will be the the one that affects you the most and takes your takes your liberty faster as we have seen with covid how quick they take your liberty not from the federal government we have to get we, we have, you have to kind of get a uh program or some sort of teaching bit going on and get people to attend and just teach them. This is the basic stuff. You shouldn't be looking at anything no further than your mayor. That's something that's affecting you within you know within your city limits, right? Um they try to get fixed, et cetera. And I think more of that type of education in your communities. Um will help improve the politics as a whole. And just like um, Community for Unity, Louisiana was saying, you know, she goes and talks to people on politics and ease into it because, you know, our political climate, uh, I wouldn't even call it a dumpster fire at this point. It's literally throw up a jug of gasoline and don't light a match, basically. And we have to get away from that. You have to get away from that. And just teach people, hey, we don't like this mayor because this mayor is doing this. I don't care if you have a DR elemental PQ behind your name. We don't like this mayor. We don't like the city council what we're doing. We need to go down here and stand up for our individual rights right here in our backyard. So uh like I say, you have to start something, you know, start like basic civics in your know, in your community at your at your local library. And I can help you with that. I have actually literally a whole curriculum written up. Um, from very basic to very advanced civics, um, uh, to get get kind of get people started and that wants to teach it, et cetera, and keep their uh, communities informed.
2: Also, we're at the Congress Conservative Network. I'm not trying to just keep on throwing a brand out there, but we do have um, outreach material called the 1520 Rise Formula to help people actually set up uh, outreach in their areas. We do have zooms that we were trying to set up with people with me or even with Felicia to talk about uh what's in the book and break it down into simpler terms so that way you can understand how you can actually outreach and the tips and tricks that we have for outreaching in different areas and we also have uh the conscious conservative tv um podcast which Rob was on and we want to probably invite uh Asia as well uh Aja as well and what we did was bring expert onto the podcast that gave us their tips and tricks and everything and how that how did they become active in their local areas and how to uplift the community as a whole and we're also um, planning on once we do season two to actually extend that to a round table with different people um where we are sharing ideas and thoughts and i know rod you need to drop that curriculum over there somewhere (laughs) when you get a chance Put that curriculum over there inside of the network you know i'm i was going to get you and you said that you had the whole civics uh curriculum i was gonna say boy if you don't drop that in your channel um anyways <laughs> so we do have we're not just um saying do this do that without actual structure we actually do have a course material and things that actually help people get started if you like i don't know what i'm what i want to do we had uh i had shakim down from uh, the community resource center who started his own community resource center down in south carolina I had him on my podcast and a, a couple of other people that have great ideas for across the country so you will not be out there just thrown to the wind of oh my god i got to start this in my area and i don't know how you we have people with um experience and expertise in certain areas to help you get started if that's something you see yourself or somebody you know wanting to do in your area
1: See, and I, hey, and, I like, and I like this because, see, this is the problem I had with the Republican Party over 10 years ago. They weren't teaching, even though we always want to brag about, oh, we got to say the Republic, oh, we're the party of Lincoln. No, you're not teaching the rest of the party members and doing good community outreach when it comes to these types of civics issues. We're always focused on taking back the House, taking back the Senate, and becoming president. We're not paying attention to the local. And that's why I said, um, I'll put the book title and how Colorado turned blue. This is why we're having a hard time here in California because the Republican party has um, has abandoned basic civics. The, the Democrats know basic civics, okay? They know how the system works. Whether we agree with them or not, they know how to take back the local community and another thing with the republican party especially in the mainstream they always talk about areas like chicago and baltimore but i have community for unity louisiana she said you know we're not rich we're we're, we're you know we're struggling down here and this is where the republican party needs to understand there's a lot of areas especially you know different parts of the nation and different states where they may be red but they may be very under um, representative and they may have also a um, low-media household income. And that's where we need to start focusing on and saying it's not just these areas that you keep putting on TV. It's a lot of places like the Appalachian Mountains. There's a lot of other places like in Kentucky where you have a lot of people who may be Republican, but they're still underrepresented, and this is where I even told my state party and even told some people on the higher ups. I said, we're not focusing on basic civics and how to teach people how to take back their local government. And that's why I'm glad and very blessed to be part of this channel.
0: Absolutely, um, I would like to um, introduce Marshall Marshall. Are you on right now boss?
3: uh yes I'm here. Good evening, everybody
0: Marshall is our conserv- our conservative brother from out of New York. uh He's our sister channel, like I said, he brings on a lot of the uh, frontline doctors on his station um uh, and many other good speakers and Nicole, you were mentioning about that brother from New York. I would definitely love you and Marshall to hook up because I believe that would be great for Marshall to bring on his station. Awesome, Uh,
2: maybe I can send the information to you after
3: the show. Okay, wonderful. Yes, I just came from, uh, I'm a little wiped out, just came from uh, the... uh, the worldwide freedom rally that we had here in New York, we had thousands of people. Uh, it was an ama- it was an amazing turnout. I, I was really I was really I was surprised, and I was really encouraged at the same time because it was thousands of people that have that are just saying in unison that we have had enough. We've had enough of these lockdowns. We've had enough of the cabal and what they're doing. And it was just amazing. We had some great speakers. Um, one of one of the gentlemen that's um, coming on here, um, that you know, he was on the list as being part of the disinformation dozen, uh, Kevin Jenkins. We had Doctor, um, I think his name is uh, Padlewski, and some other truthers that were just, I mean, just awesome. Because um, if you see what New York has become, I, I'll tell you, New York has been push back into the 1970s. I mean, and we know that this was, you know, part of the whole Great Reset Agenda as well. But you know what? The awakening, the great awakening worldwide is here. And you know what? Nothing can stop it now. Amen. That's right.
1: I've been to New York and trust me it it is, and I got friends still there and they're trying to fight even during the whole entire lockdown. With the nursing home scandal, and it you you guys you guys are just like me in California and New York. I, I'm going to say that we we have a big battleground. You can't wipe off California in New York because, like uh, Nicole said, you're telling us to leave the city, and now we're going to Utah, and we're going to Virginia, we're going to these areas, and it's driving out it's driving up the housing costs as well. So, it, it's it's to a point where. You know, a friend of mine told me a while back, stay, stand, and fight for what's right in your community. I should not be forced to move from my state or my neighborhood. And this is where we all should link up and start, you know, looking at Rod's plan and Nicole's plan and start implementing these plans wherever we live in communities and start having those uncomfortable conversations with our neighbor, your grocery store, person your your gas station person and that's what I did the second time I ran for congress I said when I saw the lady with the BLM stand I said let me just go talk to her and and she did vote for me I I mean she did she she actually came to my campaign office she said I got my family to vote for you we may disagree when it comes to Donald Trump but here you're here here you're trying to fight sex trafficking you're trying to fight and help the homeless you're you're here to do this and you're that she said she said, "Are you sure you're a Republican?" <laughs> and I said, "Technically, I told her, I said, I'm more I'm more of a conservative libertarian. I I have different views than what you see on mainstream because they paint us as these white supremacists and they paint us as these horrible people. But I said, you have some very good people in the party, but our voices in, in the own, in our own party get get turned down because we tell them the truth. You're doing things wrong. You're not you're not reaching the people who really need the help, the lower income people, the minority people, the single parent people. I said, I was at the Faith and Freedom Caucus down in Texas a couple of months ago. And I told him, you got to stop that narrative about the single parent household, because I came from a single parent household. I have three degrees and I served in the military. So tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right. Because I could paint a whole bunch of kids who came from two parent households. And here they are acting way more crazier than the single parent household. So that, so that narrative. Narrative needs to stop as well. Not to say that the single parent kids, we have to work twenty times harder to beat the narrative. But I said start some mentorship programs. It doesn't have to be a GOP program to start some mentorship programs and start mentoring a lot of these young kids, especially in the inner city. And that's what we have to do the ground game because the, I'm telling you the the party system. Is really tearing us apart and we're losing our American values. We're losing our constitutional values because it's a Hatfield field of McCoy battle right now.
0: I agree 100% Um, the most important thing with this country is understanding that. When, when, when family members say, oh, you're going out to the bar, you're going out to the club. Don't talk about politics and don't talk about religion. And, 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 and lately, you know, that's dawned on my head and I'm like, damn, like, why do those two things have anything in common? And then with my conclusion is when I when I really and when we dig deep down, Jesus came down here to deliver us the word and truth and then you, you start learning about the two-party system, and now they want to add all these other things into it, they divide us. Religion divides us. We see our soldiers going to Afghanistan, Iraq, and all these other countries fighting wars, and then all of a sudden it's, it's, it's all about religion being spoken of. When we have one father that came down here that manifests in the flesh, and we're divided. They divide us by race, by sex, by politics, by everything. I think the most important thing in this country is uniting and loving each other, no matter what color we are, the pigmentation. And when you start learning the truth behind racism, who is the real slave owners? You know, like I said, I'm half black Sicilian, and Polish, so my black grandmother that's from Jackson, Mississippi, she told us the story when she was six years old she used to cook for her sisters and her brothers because her mother had a nervous breakdown and she she couldn't even like be normal and then the cook's clan coming in her house breaking dishes peeing on the floor burning across after they leave and she's like you know i used to be really scared i was a little kid this man in a ghost costume and then something in in my soul said you know there's some there's some some lies to this whole thing, but I gotta believe my grandmother and 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 when I stumbled across Bishop Larry Gators that breaks things down in details to do your own research, you come to find out that white people and black people have been lied to. And this is the most important thing that they don't want us to discover and know because the 99% is more powerful than the 1%. And the only way that they can control us mentally is by lies. History, H-I-S-S-T-O-R-Y, his story. Library, lie You know what I mean? And I think the most important thing is when we all discover the truth, that galvanized moment and coming together and helping each other out and doing what God really wanted us to do, like community for unity, Aja Smith, when she was serving her time in service and she was helping out the community that humanitarian love for everybody, you know, and that's the most important thing. And and that's why I support people like you, Aja. And we just had a special guest, um, Cheryl Erickson, that's running for uh, governor in Illinois, another state like California and New York that needs some cleaning up. Um, It's just very important that we just come together, forget race, forget political beliefs, just like you've been saying, Aja because it's not about Democrat or Republican. They use that to separate us. It's about love, and it's about our sovereignty and our free will and our rights that God has given us. No man, no government, they don't have authority over us. God has given us.
4: I want to slide in here, Mike, and just kind of – um. Uh, expand on kind of what you were saying there, right? Andrew Breitbart said it best, right? Culture is downwind of politics. And our culture, the way it is, the way it's polarized right now, the way it's being presented, the way our history is being deleted right in front of our eyes is going to dictate our politics. And I mean, what we're seeing right now, I mean, you know, is literally the left controlling everything single institution in this country because of the culture everybody wants to be inclusive intersectionality all of this stuff but these same people want to turn around and call american loving people freedom loving people liberty fighters they want to call us the racist ones and we're upholding systemic racism when they control all the systems
0: hey rod but what's funny is they call a black man and a black woman
4: racist they do. Yeah, oh, they do. They do that all the I, I can't even I can't even start even to get into that. How many times I've been called that? And I tell Marshall, I've been I, here for I've a been minute. Called
1: every, I've been called every name. I'm like, please. I've been called every name but a child of God. But go here.
0: My,
4: <laughs>
1: my own black cousin
0: called me racist. My nose is big. My lips is big. My dad is black. My mom is white. How can I be racist? I'm going to die half black. Just because I choose to get off that plantation mindset don't mean I'm racist.
4: And and you're right, Mike. And, and, you know, it's definitely a different mentality. So our our biggest challenge as liberty defenders in the United States is to take our culture back, put the culture of individual liberty back into, you know, back, back in the schools. But that all starts at home. All of this starts at home. And whichever way you have to get your home in order, because right now i mean, the government doesn't make it conducive to run a household on just one income. And, and I know it's tough for, you know, for, you know, for a family, but any little bit of time you get, you have to spend it with your children and teach them about individual liberty. That's what's going to change the culture, because at the end of the day, right, as we have seen throughout history, collectivism doesn't stand it eventually falls and crumbles back to the, you know, back to the individual. Um, I go back and I think about one of the worst times in, in, in world history, right? The Nazi era, right? The whole fascist era. And uh, uh, Mussolini said, men will get tired of defending liberty. And this is kind of where we are right now. This is exactly where we are. People are just tired of defending liberty and buy into the statism. It's become it's literally become a culture and we, we have to start with our families, start, you know, within our homes and, you know, making sure our, everyone in our families understand what individual liberty is, because at the at the end of the day end of the whole thing, the United States of America was born on the individual and a bunch of courageous individuals to keep the glue together. Every single person in this chat, everybody, you know, is a piece of America, if not America themselves per se. So as long as we walk around with that liberty torch all day long, lit, bright and proud. People will have no choice but to ask questions. Why why this? Why that? And you can you you can evangelize to them just about liberty alone and their 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 freedom to to think what they feel like and say what they feel without no repercussions or have enough courage to say it and take all the repercussions from it. Because that's what it's all about, because at the end of the day, it took three percent to fight the king. It took a it, 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 it took a heck of a lot of people in the North, almost actually about uh, two, about two two point three percent of the North to fight the statist tyranny of the South that wanted slavery. And right now, people we're at at that point where it's going to take another three percent to stand up to all the statism in this country and shut it all down, and it all starts with our families and teaching individual liberty and getting our culture back.
0: I agree 100%. Um <clears throat> before I got kicked off a of parlor before I got permanently kicked off of Facebook which I'm glad I did because I don't need that AI technology controlling my um emotions which um they do that to the best of our families um I would talk about this. I mean, I made podcasts before I I got on this whole uh mission for God and I talked about ser- segregated cities cuz I, I I mean I would hear people from Chicago and all over the world and even my cousins Milwaukee so segregated. I'm originally from Milwaukee. And I'm like you know and and, and God has blessed me to come out of the inner city to live a really decent life. And I don't count my blessings at all. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful um, I came a long way. But I told my cousin, I said, listen, I says, Milwaukee's not segregated. The reason that Milwaukee segregated or Chicago or Indiana or all these major cities is because they put check in the cash, check in the loan on every corner. So you go bring your title in, they give you a massive interest, and then you got these Arabic folks that aren't paying taxes for 10 years, buying furniture stores, putting you in more debt. The problem is, is they bring a materialistic style to the black community, to where there's people robbing and killing to get what other people have that worked hard for it. And they're putting themselves in debt. And I told my cousin, I says, listen, these realtors, this ain't the 1950s. Now, in the 1950s, you know, you would go on to buy a house. But, oh, well, let's not go to this neighborhood. Let's go over there. If your credit's right and your money's good, you can move wherever the hell you want. Then my cousin would say, well, you know, we need to start spending more money in the black neighborhoods and and stop spending money in the white neighborhoods. And I told my cousin, I says, listen, and she might listen to this, but hey, I'm working for God and I'm telling the truth. I said, listen, who owns the stores in the hood? I lived in the inner city in Milwaukee, and, and I'm not ashamed to even talk about it. The Chinese and the Arabs. them folks are not putting money back in the community what we need to do is stop saying a white man's racist system and start telling these democrat-ran cities or these democrats that run the school system fix our damn schools up hire teachers that are going to educate our students so they can go get a nice career and come back to the community and build a community And stop giving these people that don't live in this country free ways of being successful. Because that money don't even stay here. They ship that shit out to their country. You know, and that aggravates me. That aggravates me because I don't know if God sent me down here to see this and just be different. And I know I'm not different than any of my other family members. But they're so brainwashed. That they don't see past the environment that they live in, and yeah. this is this is throughout America. This ain't even only in Milwaukee. This is California. This oh, is New trust York. Me,
1: tell me, come. They, I mean, the the, the Chinese. The Chinese have taken over California where you can't even buy a tree house if you're you're a Californian because they they buy up all the housing and drive up the housing costs. So that's why people say, well, why are Californians leaving? Because they, they buy the houses in China cash and they drive the market up where we can't even buy a stick of gum and it it, it you're absolutely correct and that goes by uh you know we we used to own a lot of things real estate and our own markets and everything else and you're absolutely correct how can you say you live in a in that type of environment but you but you're not even investing you're not even investing in real estate you and that's and 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 that's another thing we could have another chat on it where 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 you can't tell me well this city is racist because of the president that's a republican president no and that goes back to basic civics you're and that even goes back to financial illiteracy that and that's a type of things that we need to start building on and even if you are a, a non-minority you got to start looking at okay let's start getting to real estate investment let's start getting life insurance let's start buying back our community and investing in our community and being those shop owners because you're absolutely correct And I have nothing against anybody who wants to start a business, but you cannot screen racism in your own community, but you're giving the person who's doesn't even invest in your community and you have to start asking yourself why. And then you have to start saying, okay, enough is enough. Let me go open up the shop and you're going to get a lot of backlash, but you're absolutely correct. Mike, because I see it here. In the state of California, and even in the inner city people that I know, and people from Chicago. But you're absolutely correct on how our dollar is spent because we are a $14 trillion community but you're, you're hollering and and blaming Republicans for all your problems. No, we are not the problem because there's not even a Republican in your area. So you cannot blame Republicans. You have to start looking at the people who are giving out these business loans. You have to start looking at the banks. You have to start looking at the people who are controlling your local city and giving these people the permits, but they won't even give you a permit. So that's where the focus also needs to be on as well.
4: And you know, I want to add something onto what both of you guys have been were saying. And Aja, you've heard this, and Miss Pinky, you've heard this too. Um, black America has went through the most stuff than any country ever has in this world. Black Americans came out of slavery, okay, started building their own, only to get slapped down again by black codes and Jim Crow. But what people don't teach about Jim Crow, they teach about the oppression piece, but they don't teach about the black excellence. Because think about this. Jim French. Crow, Jim French. Crow was a system. OK, yes. That said black folks can't participate in white folk system. So what did black folk do? They built five Black Wall Streets, and was successful, if not more successful than majority of the white cities in the United States. They don't talk about that excellence. Now, to bring that full circle into this conversation, these people that scream this oppression, that scream that the white man this and the Republican that, when they're not trying to build in their community, they're not trying to build anything in their community, period.
1: Oh, we're and having early church.
4: It, 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 huh? And, and, you know, just like you said, Aja, if you're not investing in your community, right, you're, you're you know, you're going to get the refugees, the people that come over to H-1B visas, buying up all the, uh, the 7-Elevens, the circle caves, the kangaroos and all of them. And they're sending that money either back or they're living up in the posh hills, looking down, taking everybody's money. Instead of you pulling your money together like they did in Greenwood, for example, or or Jackson Ward in Richmond, one of the other bigger black Wall Streets, pulling your money together and buying the community. I mean, if if you guys remember just what last year where those uh, 13 black folks bought a plot of land to build their own city called Freedom in Georgia, that's what I'm talking about. That's What I'm talking about, everybody's oh no, that they're just being racist and, and being segregations. I said, then if you believe that, then you don't believe in liberty. If you believe that segregation, you don't believe in liberty and freedom of movement. She said, there's a whole hypocrisy thing that's going on here with all of this. But I, we need to also, like I said before, we got to go back to that culture aspect before the politics, right? Because the culture. Uh, curates the politics. If we get people to understand to invest in their community, even if it's something little like a community garden, start there, right? And then you get a few people together, got a that can scrape a couple of nickels together. Then you you go buy apartment building, right? You guys furnish their apartment building, then you start buying the, sto- the 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 Circle K's in your neighborhood to start building that place up and make it uh, appealing to people to want to live there, and then all of this. All of that systemic racism and all that stuff goes out of the window, but they won't look back to our parents. I mean, I'm 46. You no, know, my parents lived through Jim Crow. My mother and, was
1: born in Jim Crow.
4: Right. So you, you know what I mean. So it's like, but you know Arroyo,
0: you just, what, Rod? What you're not imagining is when Lyndon Johnson. His favorite words was, yep. and "I'm black, so I know I can say it, but I ain't going to say it." Is <laughs> the, and the N-words is going to vote Democrat for the next 300 years. But I can N- go back further. Now, check this out, Aja. He sent two men in suits to come door to door to tell these women, if you get the man out the household, we're going to give you a bunch of money. Just keep popping them babies.
1: I can go back further.
0: Bring it I to I can it. go
1: back further. Bring- this, this, is for, this is for my black community. You need to break the Willie Lynch theory. Exactly. You, need break, you, you need to break the Willie Lynch where, where, where if, it, and this is for everybody listening, it, it is not a falsehood. It is true. I've studied this when I was in college. The Willie Lynch theory is to, to have the, the house Negro versus the field Negro, the man versus the woman, the light skin versus the dark skin. Until we can break that curse then mm-hmm. we can start moving forward. And then when you talk about Johnson, I can go back further with FDR because the Republicans did not compete with FDR with the New Deal program. Okay. So after even after we were enslaved, guess what happened with Andrew Johnson? They gave, they started a second 13th amendment. So this is the thing where I say we got to go back to the Constitution where the where the black codes and the redlining and the Jim Crows. Okay, and like Rod even said, we had Howard University, we have Spelman, you know how many great black inventors and doctors that came out during those those so-called oppression or racist years? You can look up black inventors and see where they were born, where they went to school, they were judges, they were lawyers, they were doctors. My great uncle was a Tuskegee Airman. You know how much racism he had to face that even my grandfather had to face when he fought in World War II in the Korean and Vietnam War? My grandfather was retired chief master sergeant of the Air Force. That's the highest enlisted rank. My great uncle, I have a great aunt who was a lieutenant colonel. And she was black and she was a doctor. Mine, I mean, I'm, actually, I'm actually a descendant of Basil Biggs, B-A-S-I-L-B-I-G-G-S. And he was a veterinarian, free man of color, who also participated in the, in the Underground Railroad. So and he was a veterinarian. And, and this- I... And and this, and this is the history that even that frustrates me with the Republican Party. You always want to talk about, oh, we're the party that freed the slaves, but you never talk about the hundred years after slavery up to 1964. And this ain't no white. You don't, this huh? Ain't no white, this ain't no white and black thing. No, this, I mean, if you want this, to start talking about history, this is where everybody is going to have to learn it. and And especially with our people, you can't blame this person, that person, because we were successful. I mean, you look at Rosewood, you look at Tulsa, you look what happened. I mean, we have so many great. Um, Wall Street's like Ross, like Rod said, and Miss Kminke could jump in where you can't keep blaming everybody instead of start looking at yourself sometimes. So, okay, I don't Amen. like what's going on. So I'm going to get my real estate license and learn how to be a real estate investor and go buy that fourplex and that fiveplex. And another problem that we have at the grandma died, stop selling her house, rent out yeah. the house, use that for listen, residual income. Listen,
0: Isaac, can I say something? I'm, I'm sorry. Not, I'm no, no, no. You're good. Stay on fire, don't forget. I'm only 39 years old. I was born in the 80s. Okay. And I remember when my mom would bring me to the gas station, to the corner store, to the to the liquor store. It was black owned.
1: Yeah. I grew up
0: in Carson. Sudden, yeah. Then all of a sudden I started seeing these guys with that towel around their head. And they start buying black business because America started allowing our businesses to leave to South America, to Mexico, to China, and other countries. And they killed middle class black America. But see, but see,
1: I I understand what you're saying, but we got to put some blame on ourselves because every time we see somebody give us ten dollars, we're like, ooh, okay. Instead of looking long term, no, that's our problem too. No, I get what you're saying because. I knew people who 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 inherited different properties and stuff. Oh, well, I sold it because I wanted to go on a cruise. No, fool. How are you <laughs> gonna create create generational wealth? And 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 you're you're complaining that we have a wealth gap problem, but it's not because of the white man, it's also because of you for not keeping that generational wealth in your in your own family and, and in your own city. Look at the Jewish community. Look at the look at the Hispanic and Latino community, look at the Asian community. They learned They learned from us they together, from a long time ago, but stick, then, huh?
0: They stick together and we kill each other.
1: They stick together and they keep the money and they keep the, the wealth and they keep the real estate and they keep the businesses and their family. Especially, you know, I admire my Jewish brothers and sisters with this, but I'm like, we got to go back to where we were before. Because we used to have all of that, but guess what? Like you said, welfare came. The New Deal came because we were also sold out about sold out by a lot of these watered down pastors who wanted to keep their taxes exempt. When Johnson said, "Okay, we know that the black church is very powerful, so we're going to start offering. Oh, you want to be tax exempt? Okay, you do. So, we're, so you're going to have to change your sermon.
4: Hey, so don't that, forget so about. So you're
1: going to have to change your sermon.
4: The, hey, yeah. don't forget about the Square Deal either with Teddy Roosevelt and the New Freedom Plan with Wilson. Uh, we, I we mean, we can...
1: book too. I mean, we 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 can start. I mean, Teddy Roosevelt, who was a Republican, everybody's oh, he was a great president. No, he was a progressive.
0: I mean, he was F- FDR was a uh,
1: uh, uh, a Klansman. So-
0: Yeah, I mean, if you watch that 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 documentary, Trump card, out of uh the Indian guy that makes that 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 is embracing America. He breaks down FDR was working with with Hitler and Mussolini. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this right, man see, declared war because he didn't want to get bust out that he was a, a socialist
1: progressive. Yeah. I mean, you this, even this look at the about turn about of the century. Go uh, ahead.
4: Uh, uh, operation Paperclip. I'm just going to leave that right there.
1: Oh, oh I think yeah, I mentioned we, that earlier. I think uh, I mentioned uh, that earlier. Operation uh, Paperclip. paperclip. But if you want to talk about the immigration issue, you know, I'm going to be very careful. I I know some great people want to come over here, but you look at the turn of the century. You look at how how they allow communists to come over here, uh, fascists to come over here, and socialists. And you wonder why your schools are indoctrinated. If you can go on YouTube, you'll see um, uh, uh, communist parades in New York in the early 1900s. They have actual footage of that. And then we can go into Margaret Sanger, but I think that's a whole nother chat with the eugenics program. But like I said, from that point after re- failed reconstruction to all the way to 1964, that's why I get angry with the Republican party. You ignore that history. You ignore, you always say, you always say, no, we never had anything. No, we had a lot of things. Why don't you help us rebuild or we're just going to have to rebuild ourselves.
0: Do you know who Margaret Singer's
1: partner was? I'm not going to mention no name.
0: Oh, I'll mention it. Bill Gates' father.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Ooh, and that man was making viruses for computers and then making the antivirus (laughs) and now all of a sudden he's sending viruses and and, and vaccines to the African kids and using them as research monkeys and now he's got his hands on these vaccines with doctor uh stick of sausage in his mouth simon says
1: <laughs> lord have mercy
0: hey <laughs> but,
1: i mean there's a lot of things that we need to do like rod and everybody else said with liberty you got to really look at the history and and you got to look at the liberty aspect especially with the freedom and if you're frustrated what's going on in your own community You got to band together and go back to the basics. I mean, I don't know where everybody's from unless you have a stated on your chat, but I know a lot of Louisiana history. That's where my family was from on my mother's side and my dad's side. They're from Baltimore. So I know that history as well, where Nancy Pelosi's father, who was the mayor of Baltimore. And I even told that in one of my videos, I broke it down. Let's recall Newsom because that's a dynasty between Newsom, the Brown family and the Pelosi family. And they're all connected all these little dynasties are connected and 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 the mayor uh when pelosi's father who was the mayor of baltimore you wonder why baltimore is the shape it's in and i tell democrats this i said how can you talk about how bad i mean republicans how can you talk about how bad baltimore was but you keep allowing these same people to get elected and we're trying to fight to get them unelected and you're not giving us or helping us with the resources so yes we're going to have to do it grassroots level we're going to have to be the davids we're going to have to be the 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 paul you know uh, everybody to really fight that three percent because if we're not going to fight and take back anything we're going to lose a lot we're going to lose everything we're going to lose home ownership where Gavin Newsom just now said there's no more single-family zoning. There's no more single-family lot zoning. So that means I live in a single-family zoning area. So now you're going to have people converting their houses, expanding their driveways. And I live in a homeowners association, too. And I'm on my board of directors. So this is going to be the biggest stink you're going to see in California. It's going to go to court. But see now we let we let this tyranny because everybody was so focused on the candidate instead of vote on yes and i'm going to say it out loud no i was not impressed with um kevin kiley because to me if you're going to be running for a higher political office you need to resign from the office that you're from because if you talked about kamala harris who was our state who was our um our federal senator why was she going around campaigning she should resign Stop being hypocrites. If you're gonna run for a higher office and you're already elected to an office and you need to resign from that office if you wanna campaign for a higher office or just don't accept that position or just wait until your position is over and then go to a higher office. At least I could say that with Kevin Faulkner, he was the former mayor of San Diego. So yes, he could go run for governor. But don't blame the candidate, the high ticket candidate, because he was not the problem. It was the complacency and people not voting yes for us not to get the um, Gav- Gavin Newsom recalled. And oh. I know a lot of people may not like what I have to have to say about who your preferred candidate. But the goal was to get 50 plus 1 percent. Now we're stuck with Lucifer in the flesh.
0: Well, let me ask this one question. Lena, did you vote for Gavin Newsom?
6: Let me I vote mean, yes. I did not vote in no nothing in the last two years. No sir.
0: No, I know you didn't. Uh, Lena, <laughs> she's from California too. Asia.
1: Oh, great. <laughs> what part?
6: I live in La Palm. I live in Orange County, but right now I'm in um, L.A. County because I'm here in Carson, um, taking care of my grandkids because my um son and wife, and their mom had to go out of town, out of the mm-hmm. state wedding this weekend up in washington state i
1: think i used or, to live in Carson. i went to brodickers elementary school and i used to live right across the street from cal state uh, cal state um uh, dominguez
6: yeah that's where we write uh down the street from uh that's where he is right here on university drive and oh yeah uh avalon yeah so yeah right my aunt, my aunt big, lives in avalon
1: off of avalon yeah, that, small that world
6: college, yeah that big college up there
1: Yep, yeah, Cal my State son. Dominguez.
6: He went. He went to my son went to Broad Acres.
1: Yeah, Mike's Mike
6: saying he's thirty nine. Well, my son, he's forty one. Okay,
1: so I went to Broad Acres, and I went to St. Philomena until we moved out here in uh, Merino Valley in eighty eight. But my grandfather, I was all I still, you know, I still got family in Carson. So small oh, world. Yeah, thank
6: yeah. You. It's a nice. Yeah, uh huh. I used to. We used to live here too. I had a house, uh, that I bought in nineteen eighty five. I lived there to. Uh, what 1990? I bought it in 1985. I lived there to 1996. Then my nephew has it right now. But yeah, my son, youngest son, I have three kids. Only got one daughter. She's in the middle. But he went to Broad Acres.
1: Awesome. Small world. See how God brings everybody together. And I tell people, yeah. I, I I don't hear too much a lot of bad about Carson politics. I always hear about Compton and different areas. And I used to tell people. Um, when Asia Brown got elected to mayor Compton and people were showing potholes out all beard and craters looked like they were getting bombed I said well you got to hold her responsible but they were blaming the federal government I said no that's local government that's a local government issue you guys voted her in you can vote her out if you're not getting your potholes that's true and and I tell people you got to get involved and and like Rod said and We all always say you got to find, you know, I'm glad we all connected and I'll drop my email address and maybe Rod, you can drop yours. And of course, Nicole's going to drop her information. We got to come together because if we don't save what we have right now, we're going to wake up one day with the UN on our soil, making us take vaccines and, 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 and putting, look what's going on in Australia. They make concentration camps now. Because they took away their right to bear arms and they can't really fight back. So they're fighting in the streets. We're going to have to really save what we have and start coming together all across the country. Because I'm looking at what's going on in Europe. They're rising up. and France, they're rising up. They're not rising up for French fries anymore. They're actually rising up. And so that was a little joke because the French always revolt for something. But um we're we're gonna we're gonna have to get things going because I don't wanna wake up one day and be mandated to take a vaccine if I don't want to take a vaccine and then all our civil liberties and, and and to be honest with you, a little bit more about my grant background. I was in anti-terrorism and cybersecurity. They can shut down our whole entire network where we won't be able to communicate with each other. So my advice is to get a ham radio as well. I'm
6: trying to change our constitution, that's what I heard, and I heard it. From the international uh, judge, the court that he's on that court. But yeah, he was saying they're trying to change the constitution, but they won't be able to.
1: They're not gonna allow that. That's a good rod question and a rod thing right there.
0: The white hats are in control. <laughs> I mean, when you look, Trump's executive order, 13848, and everybody can go do research, was gonna expire September twelfth. Well, if Mr. Sleepy was in, in power and in control, he wouldn't have extended it. I believe he extended it on the 9th or the 10th. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. I mean, unless he's that real senile, you know, and, and lost his sense of knowledge, um, I don't think he's extending anything that has to do with voter interference. foreign. I'm just saying.
1: I'm going to have to look into that more.
0: Yeah, look into that. He extended it, I believe it was the 10th or the 9th, and it was going to expire on the 12th. And then they had that little so-called Trump supporters going to rally in D.C., which we know that was all staged and crap, that they didn't get what they wanted. And uh, on the 24th, Arizona is going to be presenting that full forensic audit. So, um, yeah, you know, and, and I love my military people. I appreciate you serving your years in service, Aja and Cheryl Erickson. Um, you know, and I know, I know the good portion of people have not forgotten their oath. And, uh, I know this is going to turn around because God always wins, you know, and These people are working through the media that keep us agitated, just like Rod has mentioned uh, Project Paperclip, look into Project Mockingbird, and then you're going to learn a lot more about the media. Um, They don't work for us. They work for the elite. And then if you want to learn really about racism and who was the real slave owner, it wasn't a white man. It was the Kassarian Mafia. But it's great to have these conversations, love each other, learn from each other and just do research don't mm-hmm. just do what people say and and that's that's what the the i don't even want to say the left because the republicans are more involved 95 percent of them are more involved with the left to where they want us to get to the point where we don't do research rely on reporters and oh the doctor said that so it's got to be true well you got to learn who created the pharmaceutical, who created, who took control of the medical field, who can took control of the FDA. And when they took control of the medical field, you couldn't practice the natural rainforest vegetation that God has put down for us and the jungles. And they introduced their petrol oil into medicine. And you can only practice chemicals. Dr. Seavey, uh mm-hmm. the famous rapper out in uh, LA that got killed. Um, what Nipsey, is it? Hope so. Nipsey. Nipsey was exposing truth about yes. Dr. Nipsey and they wanted to shut that whole thing down. When yep. du- When when Trump exposed about sodium chloride and hydrochloride citrate acid, the whole world was told, he's telling you to drink bleach. I drink this stuff every day and this <laughs> stuff, cures cancer, AIDS, lupus, diabetes, you name it. And it's not bleach. I mean, it Mm -hmm. smells like bleach, but the hydrochloride citrate acid makes it so weak that it only destroys the mucus, which Dr. Seabee spoke about, and Mm -hmm. the bad thing in your cells, and it oxidates your cells, and it makes your body with the right electrons rolling in your body. You Mm know, it's important to have these conversations and not criticize each other, but listen. Mm -hmm. And then do research and be like, oh, wow, because now we can help a village when we find out truth.
1: Well, I could top that one with Judicial Watch. I retweeted it and posted on my Instagram. They found out the FDA was taking aborted babies and using them for lab mice experiments.
0: I mean, there's rumors out there, allegedly, that Mr. Uh, Italian Sausage Simon says (laughs) is using aborted babies. And if you connect with the right doctors that are dealing with real scientists that are going to tell you the truth, they're in them vaccines as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, even the White Coat Beagle Project, I'm a very big animal rights activist where Dr. Fauci was um, experimenting and tormenting um, beagles in the labs to experiment on these vaccines. I mean, there's there's so much out there and people's like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. And this is what I tell people, find a great niche that you're good at, whether it's the constitution, animal rights, or whatever it is, a good public speaking, good advocacy and research. And it, it, it goes back to my military training. Where you have an org chart you have the commander you have the people but you everybody has a duty and come together and say okay here's all of our information where we can start educating the general public we can start educating in our community by forming um little groups and in in having home groups that lead to bigger groups like we have a group in my area called stand up riverside it was it was um Retired ladies who said they were tired of what was going on in Riverside City, and they just started to ask other people, and they started growing and growing in numbers, where if there's an issue with the city council, they all go. If there's an issue at the school board, they all go, and and trust me, I think they're up to like 100 ladies now, but they were saying they were just so sick and tired, and they just started having those conversations, so they're called Stand Up Riverside you know they they just talk about the local issues and how it affects and impacts the community and they really support me they're really sweet join your local central committee join your clubs and even start challenging the people within your own party because we're not fighting for that liberty like rod said that culture and like everybody said if we're not getting into what's really going on and really start challenging these elected officials all of our freedoms and rights could be, go, could be gone in a hot quick minute. And that's all I really have to say and I really appreciate you giving me this time and everybody listening. I'm gonna drop my email. I hope Rod and Nicole drop their information so we can all share and build this network and, and see something good moving too.
0: I just opened the wall, so if you guys want to post that on the wall, that's fine. And um, I would love for Rod and Nicole and you, Aja, um, don't be a stranger. Um, No. Tonight was the first night I got kicked off the chat. Um, This really isn't a censoring platform if you do some research on um, this platform. And the only way that we're going to succeed in this... um, digital informational battle and this world war three that people don't realize that's what's really going on in this country and throughout the world um uh thomas jefferson um his words and i love it he goes a a society that is not and i'm not gonna say it exactly how he says it but A people that is not informed will lead a society of ignorance. Right now, we know our media is a blackout. They're not giving us information. And frankly, I believe our media has been taken over by the white hats. That's just my personal opinion. So it's up to the digital soldiers. And we hear General Flynn always talking about how the digital soldiers has took over information and how important the digital soldiers are. And I never took it as that's why I created Conservative Patriot Nation. I had a conversation with God and God told me, share information with my people. And I asked him, bring me the voices that want to be heard, that needs to be heard. I mean, we had Jerome Bell on here and he kept it one hundred and fifty five to two hundred percent. And he said, I'm not for the vaccine. He says what they're not telling the public is millions of animals got injected with this vaccine and they died. Yep. You know, and and that was keeping it one hundred. You know, and, and that's all I think that's and it doesn't matter and I hope anybody that's listening to this black, white, gray, purple, green, Democrat, Republican, socialist, doesn't matter. Support those that are being honest, you know? And that's why I support you Asia. I mean, I, I see what you do on Twitter and I align. And for some reason, it's not even me. This is God gravitating me to those like, You know what I mean? Um, So it's just important that we have open dialogue. We forget about the two-party system. When I look at conservatism, it's God, country, freedom, and liberty. That's what I look at conservatism. I don't look at conservatism as Republican because I know Republicans are no different than Democrats. And there's a small percentage of Republicans that are righteous people. Julian Assange said, once the truth comes out, 94% of D.C. will be arrested.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, <laughs> how much more do you need to know of that? And mm-hmm. I, I respect you. I love you. you. I appreciate the service that you put in. Rod, Nicole, Asia, I definitely would love for you guys to keep coming back because white and black America... And Hispanic America, I'm not leaving you and Asian Americans out at all, but it's very important that white and black America has that galvanized moment. And 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 I will die. When I'm dead and gone, that's going to be my mission, because they use that tool to control us in this great nation. And and I'm thankful that you guys came on. And like I said, um, Rod. Nicole if you guys need to share your podcast this platform is your platform so use this Join platform it. billboard
1: thank you guys so much and please pray for um the people who got affected for with hurricane ida we need to help them pray for our nation. And most of all, as we keep saying, we got to stay where we're at, stand and fight for what is right and come together. And to fix what's going on. I'm in California, marshals in New York, we are the most looked at two states. And especially in California, we have the most congressional house seats anything that comes out of California is going to affect you nationwide, because a lot of them are in Congress. And and when when people say just leave, no, I'm not leaving. Don't leave, especially if you're in California, do not leave. We can work through this. We're in, and yes, we did lose this, but now we know what we have to do to fix it and change it. And that's starting at the local level, because if we don't start at the local level, myself and other people who wanna run for higher office, we can never get voted in, but we have to change the mindset with our neighbors, our family, our friends who may think differently, but tell them and show them a different way and how it actually speak to them in a different way where they understand freedom and liberty, where they understand that we're gonna start community outreach in different ways so we can get everybody back on track and especially with our founding fathers' intentions on the on, on the constitution and principle of freedom in and saving and and preserving our republic. So I want to thank you, Mike. Thank you, Rod. Thank you, Nicole. Um, Miss Lena. I, I'm so glad I met you. If I'm down there again, I'll look you up. Maybe we'll go have lunch and a cup of coffee. And I want to say, everybody be safe, but let's start, let's start doing this now because if we wait too long. We won't have a moment to change anything because I'm telling you, especially what happened in California this this last week, they're gonna come after us any way they can where it's gonna be impossible for us to win any election or to do anything. So we have to start getting planning and action is the key thing. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And, and before, so before oops, go ahead, Lena. I'm trying
6: to say thank to thank her and say, okay, I'm looking forward when she's down here, just give me a um, call. You can give her my number, Mike, uh, either I'll send it to her.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Most definitely. Oh, She left. I was gonna introduce with uh, Cheryl Erickson. Um, She's running for governor in Illinois. That's another state that we need to clean up because uh, all you guys have to do um, is go to YouTube and type in Mayor Lightfoot talks about the new world order and um, it'll blow your mind and that might help you rod with podcasts. You know what I mean? Because believe it or not, that's what we're facing. We're, we're mm-hmm. facing a new world order that these evil Satanists is trying to push on us. And I'm thankful that you guys joined us. I want to bring white, black, Hispanic, and Asian America together. And um, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So much, and you guys have a platform. Um, I know my admins; they have like coffee in the morning at 9 a.m. If you guys are on, just join the chat. I know I'll be working from Monday to Friday. I I do a full time job, but uh, like I said, God has put me on a mission to uh, allow those voices to be heard and and information to be shared because a lot of people are losing hope. A lot of people don't really know what's going on. Um, there's a spiritual war, there's an individual war, there's mm-hmm. a digital war, and, uh, we're in World War Three right now.
1: Well, good night, everyone, and thank you once again, and let's do it.
0: Absolutely. You guys have a good night. Oh, Thanks. you too. Thank y'all. Thank you, Rob. You guys have
1: a good night. You too, Nicole.